Hey, Georgetown, I'm Maverick. And I'm Jake. And this is the GBC Empower Podcast, and we're super happy because this episode is going out after our D-Now Sunday, and I could not be more excited about and it. And you are napping. And I am napping. There is no nap like a youth minister's nap after Disciple Now. At least it was in my experiences. You probably go play pickleball or something. So, so okay, sorry. There, there's two things I'll do. So I'm not a napper. I think it ruins your sleep schedule. Uh, so I would rather be tired, stay up, and then go to bed like at like 8, 7.30, 8, uh-huh. and then just sleep a really long time, but then wake up at my normal schedule because then it doesn't mess up my schedule. So if it's a really long weekend and you try to call me and I don't answer, then that means I'm napping. It means this weekend was great. Can and you I'm, tell me I can't call you on the weekend? <laughs> and I'm tired. But there has been plenty of events where the day I come back, I'll play pickleball or I'll play golf. I, I'll, I'll do that. So you're gonna, so you're going to go golfing um, Potentially. On, a, on a Sunday? On the Lord's Day. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so now anyway, so uh, D now, man, uh, uh, I'm going to speak it into existence. It's a great weekend. But this podcast, I basically, we want to ask you a few questions and have me answer and then jake with his like what 10 plus years of youth ministry experience and then i I was a ute for many years that's true that's true so you can safely say i've been a part of a d now every year since 2001 as a youth as a youth minister or as a pastor that's insane Mm -hmm. you know how old i was at 2001 what it was three three years (laughs) old yeah well i was at my first disciple now Good, good. That's that's exciting. Anyway, so Jake, we're going to ask you the first question. What is Disciple Now? Well, um, historically, Disciple Now is is an opportunity for students to gather in their local towns and stay in host homes uh, of members in the church and participate in small groups with leaders and uh, learn um, centered around learning about discipleship and learning how to follow Jesus more. And then coming together at the church different times for worship services and meals and fellowship and games. And it's just an opportunity for students to kind of stop at different parts of, you know, at this part of the year, um, they're just going to get to just be a teenager for 48 hours and not have to be all over the place doing all that they're doing, Um, being with students their age and growing. Um, It's an incredible experience for students. Um, most of the students students in my youth groups uh, that I led, that was what they looked forward to throughout the year, um, sometimes more than camp. Um, just a really, really special experience. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, as a youth, to be honest, this was my favorite event uh, because it was centered around discipleship, but it was a, it was centered around our church, and I just felt like I got closer to my youth group, my youth leaders, my youth pastor, I feel like I got closer at Disciple Now than I did camp. And actually, when I became the youth minister here, um, I sat down with my team and I said, how can we make camp more like Discipleship Now? And once we did that, man, it uh, really elevated our camp experience and all that stuff. And so, um, yeah, so we've done Disciple Now here since the dawn of time, basically. I believe Josh Whitlock uh, brought it when he was a youth minister here. Churches all across America uh, do discipleship now uh, and at different times of months and all that stuff. So it's just a really exciting time, and it's, it is a crucial um, time for youth ministries. I, I think youth all across America look forward to it, and it really what I love, love, love about it is it integrates our church 
so Georgetown Baptist Church with our youth group, because oftentimes it, it can feel separate, um, but I'm very adamant the youth are not separate from Georgetown Baptist Church. We are all one body. This is just a, a, a Bible study, a Sunday school that they get to go to, just like we have Bible studies for for married couples, for, for prime timers, for college. And so this event, uh, just really, really, I emphasize that we are part of one body and one church. And I would definitely say one thing that sets Georgetown apart from places I've seen is the amount of adults that are so happy to be involved with Disciple Now. It doesn't mean that you can't use more volunteers. You can always use more people. But I was amazed last year, you know, being my first time to see it happen here at at our church with the amount of people that it's almost like they don't even have to be asked. They already assume they're helping, which is wonderful. And, uh, you know, when the entire church jumps in like that, um, it's good for all of us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what's really, really cool <clears throat> is, uh, <laughs> what's really, really cool is, yes, we have people who have helped every year. Uh, this year, we have more volunteers than we ever had before. So praise God, and it's, and it's awesome, and there's a job for every single person. Uh, but what I really, really love is some of our veterans who have been helping year after year since I've been here, and even some before I got here, um, a lot of them ask, how can I do more? You know, how, like I've been a host home for years. How can I do more? You know, so I gave some of our host homes just our study guides and they're like, okay, I'm going to be asking them questions while we're driving them around and all that stuff. So it's just exciting and um, all that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend. You'll have many opportunities to pray about it. So uh, see this podcast as yes, we're answering why we do it. Why should we do it? Um, but but I I believe you will see it uh, this Sunday. So all right. So can I ask some questions? Absolutely. All right. So um, we kind of have a theme every year for D now. So uh, I'll ask you to share that. Will you let us know who's also coming to join us? Uh, I know we're going to have a lot of our own people leading small groups, but uh, we'll have a speaker, a band, and then let us know about the theme. And then I'll have further questions after that. Okay. So yes, uh, our speaker, his name is Ricky Waller. Uh, we got to know him, uh, really know him. I said hi to him once. He spoke. So our fifth and sixth graders. Oh, it's a little. It's a little younger. Is it fourth, fifth, and sixth? Go to our. Oh, it's fifth and sixth. Go to our Power Plus camp. Uh, Brett takes them, and we go to a place called Piney Woods, which Doug Lacey uh, has been a big part of of that Piney Woods camp for many years. It's by Houston. And we were going to that camp, me and Mal, and we were with the fifth and sixth graders, and we're worshiping, and they brought the speaker out named Ricky Waller, and he spoke to these kids in such a way that I wrote down almost everything he said. And for the next three weeks at our Wednesday night youth, we did just his messages because they were so good, and I wanted our our youth uh, to hear them. And so I I basically reached out to him in November uh, as early as possible to see if he would come and speak to our youth because I knew from... From the moment I heard him, just what God is doing in his life, I wanted him personally to come speak to our youth and for our youth to to get to meet him. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, he just has a great testimony and just really living, living, living the life. So, and then our band, his name is Chad Cheney. They're called the Chad Cheney Band. Um, I actually do not know him. He's like a friend of a friend of a friend. Uh, but I just hear he's done a great, great worship. He's written some songs. And what's really, really cool is I'm going to definitely ask him about this. This past year, he led worship for the Frisco Rough Riders. And do you know who was Frisco Rough Rider earlier this year? 
I believe left fielder Evan Carter. Evan Carter. So there is a possibility that he led worship with Evan Carter, who very obviously loves Jesus. And so I just want to ask, like, did you get to meet him? Did you get to talk to him before he was, you know, the the big fame now with the ring on his finger guy? So I'm well, excited. I already about really like our worship leader. Just that, you know, he's got some of that Texas Ranger magic rub, you know, <laughs> bring to Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I'm excited about that. And then our theme is um it's a great, it's a fantastic theme, and and here's why. So last last year, um, I was really man. There was two themes that I really really loved. It was um, upended and so much more. And as I was praying, God was like, "Do upended this year." So it's talking about upending your life and all that stuff. It says, "Push so much more to 2024," and so much more is based out of Ephesians chapter three verse twenty. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think according to the power at work within us to him be the glory in the church and the Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen this theme is about how God is so much bigger than we can imagine but he also wants to do so much more in your life than we can ever imagine I can't think of a better message for our youth and for our church because oftentimes we put ourselves in a box but when we have the power of Christ living within us we no longer live in that box because we can't put Jesus in a box Jesus in our lives wants to do so much more than we can think whether it comes to serving whether it comes to giving whether it comes to preaching whether it comes to whatever God has called us to do he wants to do much more than you can imagine so stop putting Jesus in a box in your life and let him live abundantly through you and then you'll be a old man old woman looking on your front porch and realize man God did so much in my life so you're a 15 year old who is going through the struggles of school maybe um, dealing with some form of, you know, depression or frustration or anything. What an incredible thing to be hearing at that mm-hmm. age. You're a 12-year-old who um, has finally kind of made that shift in life to uh, becoming a youth. You know, you're, you're, you're a seventh grader. Uh, mm-hmm. What an incredible message for them to hear. Um, you're the pastor of the church, and you're going to be listening to that message. What an incredible message to hear. Exactly. It's going to be so good for our students to be able to retain this. And that's what I always appreciate about Disciple Now is everyone always walks away uh, spiritually enlightened yes. and excited about what happened, what they learned. Um, you know, we always have a real big Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you were here today, you were able to kind of hear about what happened over the weekend. Uh, and we'll do our best to unpack that the best we can, you yeah. know. Um, but one thing I want to ask Maverick is, you know, I know that we're trying to do this, but there's other activities happening throughout the week or the weekend uh, outside of Disciple Now with these students. You know, uh, kids are playing basketball. Yes. Kids are being asked to go, you know, participate in all the things they're doing. Yes. Um, what would you say to somebody who says, hey, I want my child to participate in D Now, but it's just a really busy time that weekend and they've got a lot going on. What what would be your message to a family about that? Come to D Now. <laughs> so I I understand a busy schedule um, a lot. I, I like to claim that I was one of the busiest youth to ever enter Georgetown until Claire Tidwell came along and she she might have been busier than me. But I say all that to when D-Now rolled around, when events rolled around, man, I had sports, I had clubs, I had theater, I had I had everything under the sun come up. And let me tell you, 
every minute you can be at D now or even be at church in general, be there. I mean, yes, is it is it an extra strain? Is it an extra stress? Yeah, it is. But I promise you, in the end, it will be much worth it. Um, it, it you know, picking your kid up to, to take him to basketball. And then as soon as basketball is over, make sure he has a change of clothes and he can go to the host home and shower and be with friends. And, and then even if he's just a, even a part of the fellowship or just the services or something, like make sure your kid is at D now because you're not going to want to miss this. And this is not because, man, we want to, to – just fill the building with numbers. No, we want to fill the building with the Holy Spirit, and we want every uh, kid, child, youth, adult to be a part of that because anytime the Holy Spirit's present, why would we want to be a part of that? Absolutely. So, you know, if a parent has a, a child that's in a sport, they can they can go play the game and come back and absolutely, participate. Absolutely, um, I remember being a teenager and having to go to film for football and then getting right back as quick as I could, you know, to my small group. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like my son, he's in sixth grade. He's not a youth yet, even though I think he he thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, um, he tries to attach himself pretty pretty regularly. Um, you know, he's got a basketball game this coming Saturday. He's not a youth, so I'm going to take him to the game. Mm-hmm. But next year. If Landry has a game, I'm I'm as the leader of my family just gonna make the decision that, hey, this is one weekend out of the year that we're gonna keep sacred yeah. for you to uh, to be a part uh, of disciple now. And you know, I just I want my kids to have that experience. And and parents, you want your kids to have that experience. There are so many stressors that are being thrown at our kids on a daily basis. And if this is going to be the type of weekend where they come away with their cup filled to the brim of love and encouragement and support. And then even better uh, people that they can connect to beyond this weekend. You know, a lot of the people that help with this are Georgetown people. It, it's not oh. people that they're never going to see ever oh, again. Oh, yeah, they'll see them weekly. <laughs> yes, and and what an incredible opportunity for students to make those type of relationships. All right, so let's get away from logistics, yep. and um, let's just kind of have a little bit of fun here. So uh, I have just countless stories of my own personal denials, uh, denials that I led as a leader. Do you have any kind of story uh, or any type of um, just anything that like you remember from past denials that you'd love to share or anything like that? I, I have a few, some, some horrific and some great. So some that can't go on the internet is yeah. what you're saying. Well, I'll share one, one <laughs> horrific one, because in the end, like it was, it was one of the best denials ever, but it was, you know, boys will be boys basically kind of, kind of mentality. So I was, a uh, just graduated high school was, was a, was a leader for the seventh grade boys and they are now graduated. So it's, it's sad, uh, but they, they would bring up this D now off and on and I, every time around this year I get memories of it and I'll send it to the to the boys who were a part of that weekend well one the first night so we do this thing called controlled chaos and it used to be called midnight madness and it used to last just a really long time and so the boys would would stay up really late well then you know they're they're being crazy and finally they they go to bed and then I wake up in the morning and I find that a kid has sharpie just drawn on his face oh no and I'm like oh why 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 yeah. well why that's not funny <laughs> the kid uh drew 
the kid who drew the sharp only kid's face drew something on his arm. And so when I said, who drew this on, the kid wakes up and goes, without looking at his arm, without looking at anything, he goes, oh my goodness, someone drew on me. Like as soon as he woke up and I looked at the kid, I said, why'd you draw on him? He goes, no, no, I didn't look. I drew, I drew on myself. And I said, yeah, you drew on yourself after you drew on the kid. Uh, and are it, seventh graders... <laughs> Seventh graders. I, I mean, I don't really know how else to phrase it because I'll just say something mean, but why are they like this? I don't know, but it was so funny because you have that. There was tears, there was fighting, but then literally that night, they're all arm in arm worshiping with one another. Like, it was it was fantastic. You love them. You want them to know Jesus, but man, gain some common sense. Put the Sharpies away. It's hilarious. You know, I would always have, you know, like you have every year, these are things to bring to disciple now. Um, and then I had the things that you don't need to bring to disciple now. And every year that list would get longer. And you know how people look in, you know, some type of rules list and they're like, well, why are these weird (laughs) rules here? Because someone did something to put that rule. Exactly. And, um, I, I mean, I never would have ever dreamed that I need to write, don't put, don't bring hammocks to disciple now (laughs) because one year we had. A bunch of students put hammocks all over a room and break a door frame, a very expensive door oh, frame, no. a custom door. Um, but I'll share a story from when I was a young man. So I'm in eighth grade, and um, the, the chambers let us stay at their house. Fine. And uh, there's a group of like 13, 14, 18, you know, eight, eighth graders uh, in this house. And Maverick, I, I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, I did not grow up wealthy. Um, that was not a, that was not a part of my, not a luxury upbringing. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, this house had nine bathrooms Oh and, my! and goodness. I was redneck enough that I went, there's three, four, five, six, seven, nine bathroom. I mean, like, this is just like my whole life is blown. I think I got on the landline and called my mom and said, mom, I'm staying in a house with nine bathrooms. That's awesome. Big old chandelier right there in the middle of the living room. Well, long story short. Some of the boys got involved into what was called a water bomb fight where you take toilet paper and you cover it in water and then you make a little ball and you start throwing it at each other. Great idea. Well, this lasts till late in the night. By the way, um, if you're a host home person, just know that God loves you a whole bunch and, um, <laughs> and, 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 and you need to listen to the calling if he calls you to be a host home leader. Yes. Um, but somebody takes a water bomb and they throw it and it hits the chandelier. And part in this little piece of glass from the chandelier falls. And it's like one of those slow motion movie moments where you see it start to fall and then just shatter on the ground. Everyone in that whole house gets dead quiet, gets in their (laughs) sleeping bags, the most well-behaved citizen in the world. And we're all laying in bed and and the lady that she's now with Jesus, um, the lady that got up, uh, I heard her just, just kind of make like this, (sighs) (laughs) like sound. And that's all she did. The next morning we get up for breakfast and everyone's quiet and we're terrified (laughs) and we don't know what to do. And she doesn't say anything. She cooks us our eggs and we're thinking, we're thinking, did you put poison in the eggs? Like, (laughs) is there something bad going to happen to us? And she just goes about her day and acts like nothing happened. Fast forward, you know, give or take several years. I am the youth minister leading the disciple now at the same church. And guess who's a host home? The Chambers. And I went to this special lady and I said, I want you to know we all knew that you knew what happened (laughs) and you never said anything and I want to know why. And she said, Pastor, because the whole time that that happened, 
I said, you know what, Lord, if one of these boys can grow to love Jesus, then it's all worth it. And hey, you're the youth pastor now, so I guess it worked out. And I will never forget that. that That's this, a sweet story. This lady who probably, I mean, they had a multi-million dollar home, were willing to give it over to a bunch of eighth grade boys knowing that chances are something could go awry. Now, yeah. we work really hard to make sure our kids act right. And as a youth minister, I worked really hard because I knew how students could yes. act. But you are allowing teenagers into your home. Um, so host home leaders, God is blessing you abundantly by opening your home to these students. And just know to the kids that didn't grow up in nine bathrooms, if you may have something in your house that's really cool that, that one of these kids is going to be blown away by. But oh. more than that, um, you're opening a home to be able to really bless a student's life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's such a good, that's a good <laughs> testament because I'm going to go like really like 90s kid here. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite thing about Dean now is the, the closeness relationship with Jesus. But you kind of, you kind of hit on it um, earlier. These kids get to be teenagers and that's not as common yeah. as, as it used to be. You know, there's a lot of expectations on kids. You must be a good athlete. You must go to every game. You must be a good student. You must do. And I'm not saying that those things are bad, but it is nice to to be a teenager every once in a while. Like you have to understand, parent. Like these kids don't get to be on their phone and all that stuff. And here's the deal: they don't want to be. Uh, the The amount of the 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 fellowship moments I have of just playing football with the kids or ping pong or 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 just even talking late at night with them, like it is so just refreshing to know that man God wants to use these kids and He wants to use them now in this season. They don't have to wait to mature and get older or be the best or you know whatever. Like no, He wants to use them right now as they are, and so it's just it's just a sweet sweet time. So. Well, I'm excited that it's coming, that it's happened. Yeah. But I'm also excited just for our student ministry in general. And one thing about Georgetown that is very special is if, if something's happening to one group, it's happening to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a primetimer event coming up really soon and we're going to have Valentine's parties and mm-hmm. all of that. That's just as important, but we're going to celebrate that and we're going to be excited about what God's doing in the lives of our students and whether they're a Pottsboro Cardinal or they're from Sherman or Denison or Oklahoma, we just want to reach them for Christ. Amen. Amen. So anyways, thank you guys so much. Thank you for letting us talk about D now and hope it gets you just excited uh, for what God did this past D now, but I hope it gets you excited for what God's going to do for the rest of this year. This is just the beginning of 2024. This is just the beginning of what God wants to do in, in our church. In other words, so much more to look forward to. That's a great spot to end. All right. Thank you so much, church. Love you guys, and we'll see you soon.